Hey everybody, welcome to Quotes and Stuff with the Kennedy Bros. Hey, hey, hey. How are we doing this morning? Or this afternoon? Whatever what time it is. Or, or evening, wherever you are. Or, or early morning. Maybe we're recording this at 3 in the morning. <laughs> or <laughs> or 4 a.m. <laughs> what about 5 a.m.? Okay, <laughs> introductions. Good. Yeah, but I'm your host, Nate. This is TJ. And I am Christian. It's uh, This is the podcast where we talk about movies, comics, and TV shows. Christian. Some video games too. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah, know. some comics. Maybe we said that, we, but in we, case we, we did it, and, and, and maybe some movies. <laughs> maybe a couple movies here. I, I think we should do a couple movies. Nah, we don't do it very I, often. I thought this was a, the podcast about our lifestyles, isn't that? that what, that's <laughs> more or less what like, it turns into. Yeah. All our childhood trauma. <laughs> a little bit in there. We sprinkle uh, a little on. <laughs> a little gluten on that. <laughs> sprinkle. Uh. But all jokes aside, uh, I guess before we get in, just a reminder, we have time codes in the description if you want to jump around to different parts of our episode. But so, right, so you had to listen to that first part, but after this, <laughs> now you can skip. <laughs> but Christian, uh, well, no, sorry. Yeah, I'll get, I'll get us rolling with, with the, question. the question of the day and the question of this podcast episode. Um, going to be Star Wars related. Uh, what is your favorite side character from the Star Wars universe? So I'm not talking about your main guys like your Obi-Wans, your Anakins, uh, Yoda, um, Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, right? I guess Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, Anakin, you know, a little bit of the same mm. there. But <laughs> yeah. are they? <laughs> uh, I destroyed Anakin Skywalker. Mm, yeah, that's right. Um, but uh, We killed him and ate his liver. Yeah, Madagascar. Mm. Um, but yeah, who's who's your favorite side Star side Star Wars character? Favorite is that is that how I, how yeah, I should say your, that? Yeah. <laughs> your your favorite character that is side on, of that is the on star? the side. Anyways, or yeah. maybe maybe I guess maybe your favorite minor character. Yeah, you could say a minor yeah, character. Maybe a little bit better. Okay. Not not yeah. in the spotlight, but sometimes okay. there. But more okay. off stage. He's he's <laughs> behind the scenes. Behind the he's scenes. The Let's keep talking about what we're trying to <laughs> say. TJ, what do you got? Um, maybe he's not quite a minor, but I think he is. I'm going to go with Thrawn. I think Thrawn Ooh. is. Yeah, he, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good I, one. I'd say he's still technically minor. Um, but yeah, Thrawn, I think is one of the coolest villains, um, just in multiple ways, just his track through the empire, being an alien. So calculated, so, so precise. So precise. And especially if you listen to past episodes, I talk about the books, like the new ones that were written Phenomenal. about Thrawn. So good. Um, mm -hmm. So that made me like him and, even more. And I don't even read, and uh, the books are good. <laughs> it's true. I didn't I, know you could sorry, read. <laughs> sorry, I, I should say I am able to read. You don't I am literate, um, but I, I'm just not a big reader normally. <laughs> In case you were worried there. So yeah, I'm going to go with Thrawn. Oh, great one. I'd love That's to see choice. more of Thrawn on, on, the, on the big screen. Good choice. Maybe who you got for us. So I'm going to go a very, very deep track of a minor character. So we're going all the way to Knights of the Old Republic. Not the video game, the comic with a... Oh, yeah. I'm not even going to... I'm not going to think about Because he's the, the, the main character yes, of that comic yes. series. But I'm going to mm -hmm. go with uh, his... Uh, not his henchman. The mastermind, Marn Hieroglyph. Griff? You're going to choose Griff? Yeah, but I'm choosing Griff. Because really? I, was, I was thinking about this and I was wow. like, maybe I could go like a Karth. But I'm like, you know... I like the character arc of Griff, you know, he's got some sly lines, he gets him out of trouble a lot of times, and then in the end he just becomes a normal businessman and everything works out. So Bonnie Rubble. <laughs> trouble. <laughs> yeah, so I'm <laughs> going with Griff from Knights of the Old Republic comics. Okay, interesting. Old school, if you guys don't know much about him, you'll probably have to, yeah, look him up, go on Wikipedia, read some of the old uh, school comics. 
Um, but good choice, Nate. <clears throat> and for me, um, I, I had a difficult time deciding. There's a couple different characters, side characters that I really love. Um, but one that uh, jumps out is Asajj Ventress for sure. I was um, thinking about her or Quinlan Voss. Quinlan Voss doesn't yeah, really. That's a good one as well. It doesn't one. really have a lot of uh, a lot of character development or or even scene time on Clone uh, in, in, yeah, in Clone Wars and canon mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, but in some of the old school comics, the Legends, Legends comics, man, he's like he's infiltrated throughout the story. He he plays a a pretty cool part. Um, he's throughout. able to secure his master, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just yeah, fantastic involvement with him in the Clone Wars, I think. But for canon, definitely, uh, and even I guess non-canon, I really like Asajj Ventress. I think she's a very cool character. Obviously, a little more villain-esque, but kind of has these ebbs and flows, ups and downs of. Going back and forth, always fighting with Anakin, with Obi Wan, has these vendettas with them. Mm-hmm. It's just, I think she's a phenomenal character, and it's always it's great to see you know Force user and uh, lightsaber wielding uh, bad a chick just whooping butt. I think she's even cooler in the Legends. Like in Clone Wars, she, she's pretty decent, but like in Legends, in Legends she's awesome. She's yeah. really, I think she has a lot more development and isn't because the Asajj in Clone Wars is just so annoying half the time. But like <laughs> the Asajj fair. in the Legends is. Yeah, really, really developed. They also, yeah, spend a lot more time on her in Legends than they yes. do in um, in the Clone, Clone Wars. Wars. Yeah. And I think, ah, yeah, that's one thing I think they could have done better. Um, but yeah, yeah. And anyways, that's beside the beside the point. <laughs> yeah, but that's the question for the day. If you guys want to let us know your favorite minor or side character from Star Wars, you can go all the way back to what Nate was doing with the Knights of the Old Republic or the Knights of the Old Republic game, or you could do original trilogy. Just don't mention anything from. The quote sequels because they're not Star Wars, <laughs> just in case you didn't remember. Um, unless you really wanted to say Rose was your favorite yeah. character. Yeah, I made that joke earlier. Yeah, it was a TJ's joke for sure. But fun, yeah. fun fact I just watched that Raya and the Last Dragon movie. How was it? Oh, yeah, how was it, it wasn't good. Oh. No. Yeah, I didn't really? enjoy Nate, it. Nate, did you see it? Uh, I So uh, once, I, I, some of my friends were watching it once and I came over and saw like about 10 minutes of it, but I'm like, Nah, I have to watch the whole movie to, to judge it, but I don't know. Yeah, that, the action was cool, but the story was, and the characters were really weak. Meh. But I, I say that because uh, Rose, uh, the actress, the actress that plays Rose, uh, uh, Kelly, is also what's her name? Kelly something. Uh, Kelly Marie Tran. Marie Chan, there and she She's gotten a lot of hate. She Not as much as Jar Jar, the character that played Jar Jar Binks, <laughs> but she's still got a lot of hate. But... I don't have any problem with her. I just have a problem no, no, with the character. I know I'm saying she got a lot of hate for the for the character. She's like, hey, I'm just an actress, yeah, you know. Like, like okay. trying to, I got a job. I just pulled I gotta, the trigger. I got to do what I got to do. It. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, she plays Raya. Yeah, she voices why. Raya. Voices Raya, right? Really Making a comeback. I did see a meme. Well, this is several months ago, and I was like, oh, I think actually this might have been when Rise of Skywalker came out. It was like, oh, Easter egg for Rise of Skywalker. If you look very closely, you can see that Rose Tico. Makes a cameo in this movie. <laughs> Love it. Talking about how much screen time she had in that movie, which yeah. is about uh, three minutes. But oh, that's funny. They responded. <laughs> that's funny. But we should right. uh, move on to revealing the quote from last week. Yes, that quote from last week. That was Spy Kids 3. 3D. If you really want to get <laughs> fancy with it. That's at the very end. Well, almost at the very end. They're about to enter the impossible level. And who shows up but Elijah Wood from himself, who is the guy. Um, I remember when I was a little kid, I didn't put two and two together for a while. but That he was Frodo? That he was Frodo, because oh, okay. he looked so different. With the short hair and mm-hmm. different personality. He was also he... standing next to a bunch of kids, so he actually looked tall instead of looking very exactly. short. Like <laughs> yes, in The Hobbit. <laughs> 
We didn't. I mean, we didn't Lord play the, the rest of the scene where he dies, but or he I guess, dies. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Um, but yeah, if you got that, well done. Like, cause that's uh, that was pretty deep track. Very deep. Not track. everybody's seen the old school Spike. Yeah. You guys uh, know that George, one. especially the third one. You know George Clooney and Sylvester Stallone are both in that movie. Oh yeah, definitely. Remember George oh. Clooney's in the first one. He's Devlin. Yeah, he's Devlin. Who's oh Sylvester Stallone's the he's the like, bad guy. The bad <laughs> he's the bad wizard guy. guy. That's right. You know they call it Spy Kids, but they don't really do any spy stuff well, like, the first just go on adventures it's kind of like the first one they do it the second one kind of spy but the third one mm-hmm. remember Junie leaves the agency and he's always striking out on his own that's right <laughs> he's kind of self-made man going like a chuck route i guess <laughs> but, anyways but yeah. yeah let's uh we can get the quote for this week mm-hmm. get the truck There we are. That's the quote for this week. We'll uh, play it one more time at the end of the podcast and reveal it at the beginning of the next episode. But for now, it's time to go to the news. Oh, yeah. Newspapers for sale, anyways. (laughs) So, uh, there was a, we actually got a decent amount of Marvel news this week, or there was a promo video showing, you know, basically phase four. Mm-hmm. of what's com- upcoming for Marvel, at least in the movies. And while uh, we did show, it actually showed some footage from the Eternals. So we got like a two second glimpse of the Eternals. <laughs> yeah. Come on. The, I'm like, come on, guys. Like, give us more. Eternals is coming out in a couple months. Give mm-hmm. us something. Oh, so, that's so um, frustrating. But you know, it's, it's more than a couple months away. It's like six months, Christian. But, still, uh, though, you got to give us plenty of like, time. You still got to give us a, a trailer, like, or some, even just like a teaser. A teaser. But, you know, uh, uh, but yeah, but they announced uh, the the confirmed release dates for you know, all of their movies coming out. Obviously, we have Black Widow this July, July 7th of this year. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> confirmed, possibly delayed. Yeah. We got uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, September 3rd. Eternals, November 5th of this year. Then they also, uh, obviously, Spider-Man, No Way Home, December 17th of this year. Then and next then Spider-Man, year, Doc- Home on the Range, December 18th. <laughs> No, no home on the range. <laughs> uh, that, that the ship has sailed for home on the range. Yeah. But next year we have Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, March twenty fifth of twenty twenty two. Thor: Love and Thunder, May sixth of twenty twenty two. Then this was a uh, new Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, July eighth mm-hmm. of twenty twenty two. November eleventh, The Marvels, which is that's the sequel to Captain Marvel. Because I'm like, wait, what is The Marvels? And I'm like, ah, that makes sense. Twenty twenty two, and then. The two release dates they have in 2023 are Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which is February 17th, 2023, and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, May 5th of 2023. It's a lot of movies, a lot of Marvel. A lot of time. They're revamping. We'll mm-hmm. see if they can, we'll see if they can uh, come through here. It's looking like a lot of kind of phase, uh, well, what can you say? They'll probably not be a, like maybe a big overarching bad guy quite yet because Thanos doesn't, doesn't get introduced until Guardians the first of the Avengers. Galaxy, right? First Avengers. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then Guardians, he's in Guardians a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So we'll but, see if uh, we'll get, because Kang, I know, is yeah, in talks. And so. he might be in Loki. People are speculating that. I hope he's in Loki. I hope I so, know. too. Just as I, like I, a cameo. See, if, uh, if anything at most, I think we'll get a mention of Kang, at least. I'm, Even I mean, if, if he doesn't appear, like, when you're meddling with Tom, you got to talk exactly. about Kang. Exactly. That's just what I was going to say. But, of course, if you're meddling with reality, I guess you don't have to mention Mephisto. But And if you're meddling with those darn kids, 
No way. Those <laughs> no. meddling kids. Yeah. And, <laughs> and if you're meddling with those darn meddling kids. <laughs> I was trying to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not bad, though. Not Didn't bad. play. But Scooby-Doo, remember, they're always the meddling kids. Anyway. Okay. Speaking of, actually not Mephisto, but in reference to uh, WandaVision, it's also reported from Kevin, Fe- Kevin Feige himself. The original plan was Doctor Strange was going to appear yes. in the WandaVision finale. Mm-hmm. So. And he was the one that was giving those um, uh, the commercials that were spread out throughout the, the different episodes. There were commercials, you know, like the, the blue soap, mm-hmm. the hydro blue soap, mm-hmm. and uh, the toaster, Stark, like that was supposedly um, Doctor Strange trying to reach out to Wanda in this different realm. So, Yeah, but uh, it would make a lot of sense because she's a witch and it's got <laughs> magic and yeah. he's got magic. It's more of a sorcerer. Sorcerer Supreme. (laughs) Moving on, talking a little bit about Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, wait, really really quick uh, with WandaVision. uh, What was it? Um, Emily, what's her name again? Uh, Who plays Wanda? It's Emily. Elizabeth Olsen, you mean? Elizabeth Elizabeth Olsen, Olsen. yeah, not Emily. (laughs) Elizabeth Olsen. There was a rumor that she uh, has signed and confirmed to do another miniseries. It uh, doesn't say about what, but that she's signed to do another miniseries at some point. And that makes sense just because mm-hmm. she, lo- she was a ro- she became a rock star, like mm-hmm. the most famous person, uh, most famous actress and famous person in Hollywood uh, during that time. Right. When she was uh, when they were airing WandaVision. So if you really want to boost your career, just be in a Marvel property. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Literally. What's his name? Uh, Jimmy Woo. <laughs> Jimmy uh, Woo, everybody, everybody, everybody knows loves Jimmy, Jimmy. Woo, and he's done he's done several other things. He's been in different TV yeah, shows, and he's but this it, is gonna it's be a Marvel how, boost job. It, yeah. It's it's funny how popular people seem to be when they they get in a Marvel movie, but <laughs> there probably come a time when every actor every actor and actress in the world will have been in a Marvel property because they don't look like they're gonna stop. Yeah, ever. <laughs> Quick note: so when Robert Downey Jr. was cast in Iron Man One, I think he got like five hundred k for the role, right. and then the original <laughs> Rhodey got like two point three million, right? Because oh, he was a little cool. bit bigger of an actor, and and our yeah. DJ was, uh, you know, he had Coming some off the, of the, the, yeah. All some of the issues that was were going on before, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously the old roadie is like, "Well, I'm not going to do Iron Man two unless you guys give me more money." And they're like, "Okay, well, we're not going to give you more money. We're going to get someone else, right?" Got and him. then Iron Man, RDJ, five hundred thousand uh, for that first movie, and then seventy five million dollars. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the highest paid actor ever for end uh, mm-hmm. for end game. Like that's a. That's a big swing. So Marvel can do wonders for it. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. That is very true. And hopefully we'll see him in the Sherlock Holmes 3 if yeah, we're lucky. That'd be, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. But moving on to Spider-Man No Way Home. So they did an interview with Andrew Garfield. Yeah, I saw that. And I'm like, oh, what do you, what, what, what do you, what do you got to say about the rumors happening with Spider-Man, Spider-Man 3? And he's like, yeah, no, nobody's talked to me about that. That's not happening, you know, like... Oh yeah, that's you know I, I, I haven't got called. I'd love to be a part of it, but yeah, that's not happening. I just so haven't, originally, I haven't got, he's like, I haven't got called, and he's like, No, no, no I'm going to ask you again. Is <laughs> like, are you in Spider-Man Three? He's like, I, I never got a call. That's all he would say. He's like, I, I, I can either yeah. confirm or deny. deny. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, he originally said like, Yeah, like basically, no, this, this ain't happening. And then he went back on that like a day later, and he's like, Hey, never say never. And so it's very <laughs> confusing. That's that's maybe straight maybe, cap. maybe that's he's a. Maybe the PR guys are telling him different things, but like, say you're not in it. Wait, no, don't say that. Tell him, yeah, maybe it's or Andrew's just like, this is a chance for me to get back in the limelight. <laughs> Every week switches it up. Honestly, I, th- I, I, I don't know. By the way that he was talking and 
um, and them asking him, I was like, I mean, I guess he's an actor, so he can act however he wants to <laughs> on, on, when he's talking. But uh, it kind of seemed like he was maybe hiding something. Avoiding the bit. question. Yeah. Why has nobody found Toby? That's the, that's my question. <laughs> I don't know they how many people would want to talk to Toby. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see if we get uh, Garfield or Toby in the third Spider-Man. A lot of speculation. Mm-hmm. Moving on to a little bit of, uh, I guess, DC news. Uh, it was rumored that, you know, there's going to be the Green Lantern series that's going to be uh, happening uh, on HBO Max. But it's rumored that a movie would happen or is happening to be in the works after that series comes out. So, Ryle Rent and Ryan Reynolds wants back <laughs> in. Like, there's that rumor just because. Of, oh, really? Uh, and yeah, it could be pie in the sky. But um, it, it was rumored just because now that, you know, DC's done a little bit better and obviously they wouldn't go the same route that they did um, with that uh, first and I guess only Green Lantern movie with Ryan Reynolds <laughs> and he always gets flack for it. But they're able to do something good. Obviously, like a Snyderverse thing, um, he would be interested in coming back and playing that role. Though he's just, mm, I don't really see him as that that role still. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe he, it maybe there was just, a different version of Hal than yeah the comics. Um, maybe they just most. switch him up and make him the Hal Jordan that goes crazy and then like takes like twenty rings from the Green Lantern Corps, and so mm-hmm. then he's just insane. So. Maybe Ryan Reynolds could do that. Yeah, he could be playing an insane character. I, I, that <laughs> really fits him, I think. <laughs> but uh, moving on, you know, there's the the J.J. Abrams Superman movie that is, uh, you know, it was mm. rumored a little while ago, but that has been confirmed. It's announced that he will not be uh, directing it, but it will feature, it's supposed to feature, uh, obviously, Superman Kal-El, but it's not going to be part of the DCEU. It's kind of going to be its own separate thing. It's like the Joker. like the... Much like how, like, the Batman, it's going to be its own separate thing. Mm-hmm. So it but won't be Henry Cavill either, probably. So no. it won't be Henry Cavill. But, you know, there's been rumors, like, oh, they're looking for a black actor to play Superman. Like maybe and Michael so, B. Jordan is a big Michael one. Michael B. Jordan, mm-hmm. that's, yeah, that's a rumored one. Because he's uh, just jacked out of his mind. And they need <laughs> super jacked Superman, you know. Yeah, that's but true. there was also a, a rumor that it could have been, like, they said it was going to be, like, a period piece during the 20th century. I don't know what that would mean. But, uh, no, no I action. I think that's what that means. <laughs> Controversial <laughs> opinion. I, I think it's going to be Samuel L. Jackson myself. <laughs> A Sith Lord. <laughs> oh, gosh, no. And anyone but him. That would be pretty bad. No, see, Let's it would keep just him be... on those credit card commercials. <laughs> uh, see, they, they wouldn't even call it a Superman movie. They just call it Kent. It's all about the life of Clark Kent. Not even a Superman at all. So he's no just going around. Just the guy that Superman the killed and stole his identity. <laughs> he lost his social security card. Ah, shoot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see how that but, plays. Uh, yeah, that would be. I think that would be interesting to see because it's like I feel like we haven't gotten it, it just to see a different take on Superman. I think would be interesting because we've been yeah. used to having travel for the last little bit, but also just like a tonal mm-hmm. shift from everything. I think could be interesting to see whenever Cavill, that does Cavill, end up releasing. No, Cavill knocked it out of the park too. Remember? Yeah. Talked I don't know. About I, that. I, I, well, I, I, I am open. Me. I'm open to to more Superman besides Henry Cavill. You know, <laughs> I we've think, had like what six, seven people play Batman. Why can't we have six, seven people play Superman? You know, but if you don't need any more, like yeah, <laughs> I talked, we talked about this in our third yeah, episode. Good thing going. He was uh, Henry Cavill. Just he just nailed it, and we haven't even got a second Superman That's film. Honestly, oh. anyways, another topic but, uh, for another time. <laughs> mm-hmm. But moving on to a little bit of a uh, Star Wars news, so. It was announced this week that uh, the Star Wars like hotel experience in Disney World, Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, is going to launch in 2022. 
literally launch. It's going to be orbiting <laughs> in the park <laughs> in space. So it's going to be quite the trek. You don't really actually go to the park at all. You just hang out in the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they, they also, you know, they had a little teaser of it, but it looks like they've created a, a, a legit actual, actual retractable lightsaber. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, I saw. That. I was seeing stuff about that as well. I'm very curious to see how that works because obviously it's not a real lightsaber. But I'm just saying, like, how do you get it so it's like it has the beam of light contained, but it's not have the have the plastic yeah. thing on it as mm-hmm. well, like mm-hmm. a lot like ultra sabers or stuff like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. there it looks cool though. It looks way cool. It's really cool. Yeah, but I don't know. That'll probably be like three thousand dollars. But probably in the next ten years, I imagine the price will go down, and then maybe that's when I'll go. <laughs> can get one. That's right. Maybe we <laughs> a, can afford it then. <laughs> Or maybe that's the perfect time just to go to Disney World because everyone will be doing that, the, the hotel experience. Yeah, no one's like, I don't Wars. even really want to go to the park. I just kind of want to hang out. <laughs> uh, but uh, this is, uh, oh, actually not, not that, not, not, not this next news next. Uh, sorry, I was jumping the gun a little bit. It was also rumored that uh, Star Wars might start creating animated movies uh, in the Star Wars universe, oh. like feature-like animated movies instead of just live-action movies. So That's anim- a, a rumor been going around. Animated like Clone Wars, right? Clone Wars or like, I don't know, I think, my, my guess is like, I don't think they have a limit in animation, but as long as we get like full feature films that are animation instead of just live-action. Like the Old Republic trailers, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> those aren't, obviously those aren't live-action, but they look so real, and oh man, that's what we need. I feel like they might just do more of a kind of DC route, though, or that the 2D kind of direct-to-video. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't I know don't more know. Star Wars. Uh, I feel like, I Lucasfilm don't know. enough, I guess. <laughs> I would love to see 2D animation again at Lucasfilm, just because, I don't know, it's been a while, you know? Resistance was 2D. No, that was 3D. It oh, was, was? Uh, yeah. It's 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 a I weird it was version of 3D. Anime. It, it, no, it looks it was, very. It's not 2D. anime. It's not. It's. I think it's inspired by anime, but it's not an anime style. Okay. It certainly looks like, 2D. No, it, it is. Th- it's like a weird. It's like the it's weird, a weird version 3D. Of 3D. Okay. The, the, I don't. I don't love that style of animation that much because it doesn't flow mm-hmm. as well. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't feel like it fits as well. But like, if you want something that's anime inspired, look at Avatar: The Last Airbender. That's anime inspired, and that's yes. two, that's two D. Yes. But no, Resistance was a three D, just different three D than uh, uh, Clone Wars and Rebels. No, it's like that. Uh, what is it? The the Tron TV show kind of thing, right? Yeah, it's it's like that style, and I feel like there's only I feel like only certain stories or certain genres help to lend towards that style. But usually, I, I don't always love it. But I do like, not. <laughs> That's actually a really good uh, TV show, Tron Uprising. That's I would right. recommend that. a great that. one. I didn't watch that. I gotta watch it. Disney, uh, yeah, I think it's on Disney Plus. It should be on Disney Plus. But uh, anyways, moving on. Just, this is just a fun little tidbit about uh, Star Wars. Zack Snyder said he would love to do a Star Wars movie, but he also <laughs> said he, he thinks he wouldn't survive the experience. No. I'm not sure we would either. <laughs> well, just the amount, of, uh, the amount of effort and then different... Uh, I would say the lashings out if it goes poorly, that's the part where directors might not be able to, to survive you, or, or actors be able to survive. Hence Rose and Jar Jar Binks <laughs> and Ryan Johnson. So like, yeah, it's, I'm sure every director it's, if they had any sort of sci-fi uh, thing when they were a kid, it's like, oh man, I would love to do Star Wars. But yeah, it's a bit quite the endeavor. Or maybe just uh, what's his name? Maybe John Favreau will finally take the lead on one of these and do what needs to do, what must be done. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I don't know. 
I would watch Zack Snyder's version of Star Wars. I just think, I I think it'd be interesting. Of course, just to see, it like, would just be very dark and very, every fight would just be like <laughs> super slow mo. <laughs> and then every time like a female character comes out, you'd hear this. <laughs> Some ancient uh, lamentations are yeah. crap. Uh, I, I actually saw uh, on like Twitter the other day, it was Gal Gadot's birthday and it was like, play the ancient lamentation music. Happy birthday, Gal Gadot. But <laughs> it immediately made me think of TJ and how much he, he hated the it was, ancient it was lamentation a music. stylistic choice, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but anyway, uh, our, anyways, our last bit of news is there was another teaser released for, for Stranger Things. Yep. Season mm. four. I guess that can, not as relevant to TJ because uh, he well, hasn't. This is the last season, right? No. Uh, depends on how much money they make. Yeah. <laughs> they said they would. I think they said for sure they would do like it would be either four or five. But my guess will probably be five. Yeah, I think so. Because it's. I think if if, if it's going to be the last season of something, <sighs> usually a beloved show, they'll be like, "Hey, this is going to be the last season." So probably yeah. I, my guess would be one more season after this. When does it get released? November. No, no release date next. Uh, yeah, probably. currently announced, but it's set to come. It's it's supposed to come out next year, twenty twenty two. But people are speculating it's probably going to be like early 2022, like more maybe in March or something. Based off like little clues in this teasers. What, it's been like um, three years since the last one? It's been a long time. 2019. All the kids are going to be 20. (laughs) They all are 20. (laughs) No, they're all like, actually. No, they're just later. uh, They can still play teenagers. Yeah. And and they're not like, at least they're not like 25 playing teenagers. Like uh, Harry Potter. So (laughs) Take a little bit. Oh, Nate, one more bit of news though. Uh, Loki got moved up to... Wednesday released. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think it got moved up. I think it was wasn't it June eleventh, which is a Wednesday, or no? I thought they they I thought it was going to be released on like Friday. The eleventh was but, Friday, yeah. I said, but I, yeah, that's right. Because and then they yeah, moved it up see. to the ninth, and, and I think Hiddleston. it's going to come out every week on Wednesday. Yes, yeah, so, that's correct. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of weird, but I don't mind it. Whatever, I don't mind it because we'll have. We're having the bad batch every that's Friday true. still. That's right. So they didn't want to have that overlap. So that that's great because it's like sweet. You get something on Wednesday and then you don't have to wait a whole week. You're like sweet, I got something on Friday and then yeah. I mean, I was hoping they were going to release two episodes of Bad Batch a week, one every Tuesday, one every Friday, kind of thing. Because you know, twenty minutes like that's hey, don't thirty don't be picky. They are but, uh, thirty yeah, actually. That's, that's, uh, that is the end of our new segment, so we might as well just jump in talking about to the the first two episodes of the Bad Batch. Hmm. First one is an hour and 14 minutes. Thank goodness. That was great. That's the first time justice. something has, <laughs> they've like promised something, or not even promised, but where the rumors have actually been true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? They um, didn't lie. <laughs> so I, I was happy uh, from the get-go uh, when I learned that. Yeah. I'm like, this, well, this is great. Like, this is exactly what <laughs> so I wanted. Like I've never wanted. got this before. See, so. Yeah, that's what I was, I think last week I made a bold prediction that you would be disappointed. I did say, listening to the podcast for last week, that <laughs> at the end of the series you would be disappointed, but I was, I was surprised that it was an hour long. I'm like, oh, Christian and TJ are not going to be right. disappointed. It that's right. Started off, I think started off very, very good overall. Um, loved that first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's already some great dynamics going on. They're looking to build specific characters. They've uh, dived a little dove not dived but they've dove divin divin that's the word (laughs) uh, a little deeper um with some of the characters that we that we know from the bad batch um but haven't uh haven't got a lot of character development with obviously like you have Mm -hmm. uh, i think of hunter specifically right it's like oh we we know of him and he's he's the head dude of the bad batch but they've delved into his character a little bit more and they're already setting up an arc uh, Mm -hmm. some great action sequences and overall story the music i think 
they they knocked it out of the park. They did a, a very solid uh, A job, not A plus, but uh, an, an mm. A uh, for this first episode to kind of grab your attention and be like, okay, mm-hmm. here, where's this going? It's, I know it's kind of like a, a mini movie almost. It is an yeah. hour and fifteen, and you know, basically setting up the premise for the Bad Batch of uh, what's going to happen to them because. I think TJ, you were saying you're afraid that like, oh, it's gonna be a while for them. Maybe you were, you don't want it to then take a while to be like, oh, they're still part of the Republic and Empire. You cry right. so I, I was very happy that the very done. first yeah. scene. Was, <laughs> or yeah, 66. and that was uh, uh, an interesting. We got a cameo by yes. uh, Kane and Jarrus, uh, <laughs> Caleb Doom. <laughs> we just got to say very quick the using the same actor's voice for like the little kid. <laughs> he was just like when he talked. I'm like. That is not a Padawan. <laughs> that is a forty-year-old man in a Padawan's body. So a little, little too. <laughs> but I mean, I was just glad Kanan was in there, so I yeah. didn't think of it mm-hmm. too much. Going back to Scooby-Doo really quick, that was Fred's voice. Yeah, so, you know. <laughs> was, Fred right. in a different in lifestyle action. was a, a Jedi Padawan. <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree with Christian. I really liked. I really liked the thing with Crosshair as well, like how, because I thought he was just going to be kind of a punk, but then by the end of it, they'd like figure it yeah. out. But it's like, no, he's well, going to be like, he's bad. One of the main bad guys, it looks like. Antagonists. So. Because that's, that's the thing I was like, I'm like, oh, he's got a chip in his brain. Because as soon as he said good soldiers follow orders, I'm like, guys, you just got to take the chip out. Everything will be fine. But they, here's the thing. They like, they know about the chip, but then they don't know about the chip. So. Here's the yeah, thing. Yeah, freaking Tech think, and Omega are just kind of yeah. like, mm-hmm. yeah, well, let we me not tell we, anyone anything. We thought you would have known. It's like, no, well, tell well, everyone. You were a team. Yeah. It's more, I feel like it's more of just tech that's just like, oh, I didn't think this was relevant because I thought it was so obvious to everyone. And but it's just that's like, something I, oh, yeah, Crosshair, like our brother, he has this chip in him that's making him hate us. Maybe we should take it out. <laughs> but so tech, mum. Yeah, that, that was a little disappointed. They don't but, uh, all have the chips in them or. No, they, they, all, they, they, they all do. do, but because of their mutation, it's my understanding they it's d- defective. They, they, mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. But for some reason, crosshair like the chip is kind of working within him, kind of not, which is mm-hmm. why he's they having this back and forth until they but, amplify uh, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You may amplify but, when ready. <laughs> yeah, they brought Tarkin uh, in. I do, I do. See, every time I see Tarkin, like, I don't think he's a bad character. I just think he's annoying, and I'm like, somebody just shoot him or shut him up, he, you know? He is very annoying, but... <laughs> comes back a lot, surprisingly. <laughs> but he's, uh, I think, less annoying in, in this first episode, I think. You're like, ah, oh, man. Like, he is annoying, obviously, but you're like, ah, oh, no, he's, he's a bad guy, and he's trying to do some, do some nonsense work and stuff with the Bad Batch, and so, mm-hmm. yeah... Still leaves that that bad taste um, in your mouth for him, not necessarily <laughs> just from an annoying standpoint. But you're like, ah, I just don't like this guy. Mm-hmm. I will don't. say it now. Um, I'm sure we all heard the theory, but Omega has all of their powers. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah, that's really. Uh, that, see, I, I haven't heard that. Oh, at all. okay. Well, that's, could, that's what I. So I didn't even see she, any theories about. It. I just, I just, yeah, that. exactly. Because yeah. it was like she, she was like sensing Crosshair's thing that she's like, I know what you're about to do, but don't. Then when she gets the gun, first time she, she ever shoots, she's a sharpshooter. And she's also very smart. We, uh, like there were little things that were done in but, the episode to be like, oh, she's kind of mm-hmm. smart. I don't know. Did she have the strength of Wrecker though? We haven't seen that yet. No. That would but be kind of cool. See, see, my thing, I, I guess a theory I was formulating, I was like, maybe she has the force a little bit. That's something I've that heard, was, that, but I, I don't that think That was something so. I was thinking of. I'm like, oh, okay, she's genetically defective, but what if the genetically defective thing they were trying to do is create someone that was force sensitive? Mm-hmm. See, and then we're going right back to... Uh, the force unleashed at that point. I, I kind of <laughs> think it would be cool more. Yeah. I would like it more if she did have some force sensitivity and went mm-hmm. to, towards like the Jedi 
path instead of uh, just uh, capable of doing all path. this stuff with the soldier. Yeah, I would, I would but, really like that. The, the thing that is kind of troubling to think about, if she's also a clone, how do they make a female clone of Jango Fett? You just change one of the chromosomes. It's <laughs> That's true, yeah. Just a quick quick change from quick an XX to an XY. <laughs> and so I, I think, uh, yeah. So I'm I'm interested in to see what happens there. I'm, I'm just more theorizing, are they all going to die at the end of the show? Uh, are they going to go off into deep space or something? I think there's going to be... I bet they're all going to die. I think Crosshair is going to die saving them, and then the rest of them are going to die. But Omega will survive. So, Omega. So far. Pro. They say Omega, but she, sometimes well, she, they say Omega. She, it's weird. She, she pronounces it uh, Omega because of her accent. Yeah, the accent. Or the the voice actor's accent. Mm. Mm-hmm. But I do enjoy the the dynamic between all of them. Like I, I think it's funny how everyone is just roasting tech all the time. Just like, like dude, you're an heck. idiot. <laughs> I think that's pretty funny. But then he's but, like, "Well, I thought it was so obvious that you guys didn't pick up yeah. on this." <laughs> it's like you're the true idiot. It's like tech, come on, man, just open your mouth. But uh, I don't know. I kind of got a Mando vibes from Hunter a little bit. You know, like Lone Wolf and Col- Cub. Like Mando had to take care of Baby yeah, Yoda. No, I, it's like he's got to take care of her. Omega. So maybe this is the new thing in Star Wars is to turn everyone into a father uh, figure. A, a father figure of a single dad having to raise a child that never planned family. on having a family. I mean, that's just the story of Star Wars, though, is daddy issues. Like, that's Darth true. Vader. Luke. Darth Vader. Darth Vader, yeah. I would say Ray, but <laughs> I wouldn't. Um, oh. I'm glad we saw Cut, too. I was afraid they were going to like oh, yeah. have someone die. Second, yeah, second episode now. Mm hmm. Yeah, that was a good connection throwback. And also uh, Saw Guerra, when they went to yep. uh, oh, Honor, yeah, that, I'm like, oh, that, I bet they're going to cool. run into Saw here. And they did run into Saw before he uh, went all lies, deceptions. <laughs> yeah, guy he freaking lost his mind. After, yeah, after all the, the resistance stuff, or I guess, quote, rebellion stuff, um, he probably went a little crazy. <laughs> yeah. Forrest Whitaker. Um, good man. But... Yeah, I think, yeah, the second episode, obviously a little more lacking. Um, Naturally. Mm-hmm. But I think that's just kind of expected after uh, an, uh, a very solid uh, first episode, hour mm-hmm. 15 minutes, and they were just kind of building a little bit. Honestly, I will say I liked, or I, I, I disliked Omega uh, thus far, though. Yeah. Um, I think <laughs> she's, she's annoying. Extremely annoying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, I don't, I, I haven't found her extremely annoying, like... I don't know. She's not the. You guys remember that episode in Clone Wars where it's all about the Padawans trying to make their <laughs> yeah, lightsabers? Yeah. Yeah. Like that was really annoying. And even I think Ezra was pretty annoying first off, but I haven't found her as annoying as that. But well, she know, she hasn't been annoying to me just because she's naive in my mind. So I'm like, it's not you're a dumb character. It's just you literally don't know anything because you've been on Camino. So I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt. But if like mm-hmm. she continues to make really dumb decisions, I'm gonna get really annoyed. Yeah, I knew yeah. I knew they weren't gonna boot her because she's yeah. gonna be a main part of, of the season. But man, I was really be, I was really hoping she was gonna go <laughs> with the family. I was like, oh yes, this is great. But yeah, to no avail. I think that'd be really funny. Like they do all this promotional work, be like, oh, there's this new character, and then two seconds she's gone. Them be a part of anything. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah, I found her. Uh, I found her annoying so far. I'm not gonna lie. But, but yeah. Uh, a quick thing, though, a question I have for you guys. So, like, you know, when uh, they were trying to uh, open the doors on Camino and they were trying to escape, 
or uh, open the, oh, they were trying to close the hangar doors, yeah. cross close the blast the other doors, cars. close the blast yeah. doors. <laughs> and the the, Cam- the Caminoans were stopping them. Does that mean the Caminoans are good or they're just, what's, so, what's up with that? The, what do you guys mm, think? What I think, I thought it was the, oh. It was the caregiver? No, 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 no. The, the way that you pronounce, those Caminoans. I thought it was that. I thought that's how you say it. I don't Camino- know. I have heard it both The ways. people <laughs> of Camino. The, yeah, we'll say that. <laughs> I, I think they're, they're honestly, uh, they're just kind of, they're money driven, right? So yeah. the, the reason why they work with the Republic was because they were able to get a lot of money and make all these clones. They're, they're basically just like, they're uh, war, what's not war dogs. War mongers. But, but yeah, war they profiteers. are arms dealers. Ar- yeah, they're arms, arms dealers. dealers. Arms dealers of people. Exactly. Right. Uh, they're people dealers <laughs> of arms. But um, yeah, so that's basically, I, I think, uh, what their purpose is. So they're not necessarily good or bad. They're just kind of after after the money. Right. And I think right now they're they're waiting to see what the Empire does if they're like, well, OK, the Empire is going to need us and we can help produce clones for them. Sweet. We're partnering with the Emperor and Empire and uh, we'll get money from it. But right now they're the Empire is, you know, brand new and, and they're not exactly sure how to react. So I think they're kind of feeling out that that situation. That's why they didn't uh, say when when Omega left and they kind of let her go with them. So there there's. Yeah, there's some alternative motives that are probably just based on money and what's best for their people and, and planet. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe someone will be good, though, because, I mean, it seems like they kind of are on an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and, like, oh, you were made with a purpose <laughs> kind of thing. So maybe there'll be something. I'm just, I'm just still waiting for them. I hope it doesn't take them another three episodes. Like, I want the the Bad Batch to have, like, some sort of mission or thing to do, though, like... Some instead goal of, to reach for it. Yeah, instead of Roman. Exactly. So right now they're like, oh, just go make your own life or just lay low. It's like, well, and I, obviously I don't think they're, that's going to happen. There's, there's got to be some missions <laughs> the going on. The rest of the show is just them farming. And <laughs> the drama that occurs is they have to just work like, on the farm. Just like Thanos when he tried to just go live a peaceful life that after is. saving the universe and then people come out of nowhere and behead him. Bad, you know? Monsters. <laughs> Christian hashtag Thanos did nothing wrong. Yeah, nothing wrong. <laughs> there, that's what it is. Thanos, the did, Thanos did nothing wrong. Okay. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I imagine we'll get some Mandalorian side quests up in the Bad Batch. So they're probably going to partner with Captain. Captain Rex is going to come in at some point. I'm going to need some money. I would love it if Ahsoka came in. I, I don't know if that's going to happen. But definitely uh, we're going to probably see Rex. Actually, we might see that because, you know, at the end, Rex and Ahsoka are together at the end of Clone Wars and we just don't know what happens. So if they go to look mm-hmm. for Rex, they will and, maybe find a And Rex was just there the day before then. That's right. Where did he go? Dude, didn't ask. Didn't Useless cut. <laughs> they like, dude, come on, man. Yeah, it's like, we found cut. What did he say? He said to go be a farmer in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, I got someone that can help us out. No, Literally does nothing. They Honestly. We also did, there was the Easter egg of the, the beast that Padme fights in episode yeah, two. I saw that. I, I don't yes. know what the name of that creature is, but I'm like, oh, hey, I recognize that. Yeah, yeah it's like Omega turns around, gets slashed on the back. <laughs> Good little throwback. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But yeah, overall, the first two episodes of Batch Batch, especially the first one, it's really good. Yep. I'm enjoying it. Yep. Excited mm-hmm. to see more. 100%. And it was 30, the 30, second one was 30 minutes. It wasn't I, this yeah, I was 22 like, wow. minutes. It was seven, eight minutes of credits. It was, so I'm, I'm feeling good so far. <laughs> feeling good. <laughs> like we play. But we should uh, move on to our topic, which doesn't really change too much because it is <laughs> Star Wars again. <laughs> 
But this time we're taking a look at not Clone Wars 2008 to 2014, and then yeah, the clone not not that Clone Wars not 3D canon. animation. We're going not back canon. all the way back to the beginning. Legends Clone Wars with Clone Wars just titled Clone Wars that came out in mm-hmm. 2003. Yeah. That era and uh, 2D. This is the 2D stuff. That's right. What's more, this is something I realized as I was watching it this time. Uh, this came out before Episode Three. So yeah, no, it did. They were just making um, uh, theories and predictions of kind of showing what was happening in between on their own, which without cool. exactly knowing what was going to happen at the end. Um, the second part came out after, though. I think. Yeah. No, I think they. I, I think they both came out before. Because no, at the end, the, you have I, to know. They had to gonna, know that it was going to go to yeah, Coruscant. The second one did. But, did he, but here's the thing, though. I'm pretty sure it. Both of them came out before. Actually, no. wait. When was? Two thousand five. It says May two thousand five is episode three. So May two thousand five was the release of episode three. Uh, episode three. This came out. This ended March twenty fifth, two thousand five. Both of them. So it ended. So it started in two thousand three because it was released periodically. So it started November of two thousand three, and then by the time it was all done, it was March of two thousand five. So it came out before Revenge of the Sith. Goodness. So they so actually knew what was going Easter on. Egg. Yeah. Because I think I remember, because we, so, yeah, we had these on DVDs and they have, you know, the behind the scenes. I think I remember one of the, the creators talking about, yeah, yeah, we got to take a look, a peek into episode three. At least uh, before starts. it came out. To see, yeah, to wow, see how that's it starts even to kind of play into then. it. Yeah. And so this is, a, it's a very interesting case because, yeah, basically, if you're taking away, like, if you're looking at everything when the prequel era was coming out, this is what happens in between episodes two and three. Mm-hmm. That's why Anakin's arm, he has the glove over it. And it kind of, this is everything that, it's basically like a condensed version of the Clone yeah, Wars. Very this condensed. is kind of the, the original plan of the Clone Wars. And it's funny because like, even before Disney bought Lucasfilm, it kind of got decanonized with the release of the other 3D animated Clone Wars right. in 2008. But yeah, this is the, 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 original, uh, the original things that happen in between episodes two and three. And the battle droids are still, that was the thing that, be up to it because the battle droids still talk like battle droids they are not the goofy mm-hmm. ones that yes. we see in episode, in episode three, three. <clears throat> but no they're uh for everyone that has disney plus these are a treat if you want to have <laughs> like it if you love the action and you want to see what jedi should be and if you want to see what uh, in some ways i wish the clone wars the 3d version was in terms of action you need to watch these because it's I don't know who was it. Uh, I was looking this up, but the guy who did it um, was like a big Star Wars or something fan. And he was just like, I know exactly what the people want and I'm going to give it to them in this <laughs> 2D Clone Wars. Yeah, I really like the fact that it's um, it's very action packed. It really just jumps from one action sequence uh, to another shows, you know, different it, Jedi. You have Mace Windu fighting. You have Kit Fisto fighting. Obviously, Yoda. You follow, yeah, Yoda and, and Anakin and Obi Wan, and there's just different sequences of, of action throughout, and I think that's that's super fun and, and cool to see because um, you don't always get to see uh, as much of that as you want. I think it's some of the the canon Clone Wars and just in in the movies in general. Um, so that that's always fun. Obviously, it's a little more cheesy because of the two D feel, right. um, but mm-hmm. overall, still, uh, as TJ would say, a treat. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I also feel like the tone of this, I think, fits in a lot more to what was happening during the prequels, or at least was trying to be adapted during the prequels. Because right. I feel like 
Clone Wars 3D animated, while very good and still very enjoyable, I think it kind of shifts a, a little away from kind of what... It's like its own universe. Established. Yeah, in a way it does. And, it, you know, it does help flesh out the prequels a lot more, which is really good, but it still feels significantly different. I feel like this is a very good continuation of what was happening in the prequels and tried to focus in on the best parts of the prequels. Because, you know, it's, yeah, like Christian said, there's not much... It moves from action sequence to action sequence because I just, I, I literally just watched these just a couple hours before doing this. And I'm like, and there, you know, there's parts I remember I'm like, oh, that part I didn't really like. So I was like, oh, I can just fast forward through it. But I'm like, oh, that part is literally only like 30 seconds or a minute. Literally, like the pacing on this is very, very fast. Mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. like, it doesn't really take a break. But I think that lends itself because it is primarily action. You know, you ha- do have story in it, but the majority is just moving from set piece to set piece because that is the Clone Wars, you know. They're constantly fighting in battles across the galaxy. I will say I like the fact in the new Clone Wars um, that they do they do a lot more character development and story arcs and things like that. So mm-hmm. obviously that's something I, that I appreciate because you can just delve into the characters more um, and learn about them. And, and uh, like Nate, you said, just kind of um, build out uh, more content of, of those those prequel movies. Um, though they do move a little slower in that Clone Wars series, mm-hmm. um, sometimes I think that I think that is okay. Um, just because, yeah, you get to focus on, on characters more. But the action sequences, while they are uh, good, I think uh, the the new Clone Wars could have drawn from these old school two D Clone Wars and included uh, just some more intense action sequences. They they would have some, but uh, and I would say maybe the two D is almost a little too much. Uh, <laughs> a little everyone's kind of op. Um, but, uh, yeah, maybe a little too much there and maybe not quite enough in some of the Clone Wars. So if they could have maybe found a good balance between the two, um, but yeah, there's a lot, a lot of OP, uh, characters, I will say in, <laughs> yes, in this 2D but, uh, version. Cause the, the feeling of going back to the character development, I think in Clone Wars 3D animation, you get a lot of character development of the clones themselves. Yes. Like they're people. It's, a, they're not it's just, about the clones, I think, more so yeah. than anything else. It's yeah. about the clones. Mm-hmm. And in Clone Wars 2D, you don't get that as much. No, they're just I bodies. feel like you get, you get yeah, they're, they're, they're cannon fodder or bantha fodder <laughs> in Star Wars terms. But uh, in this, I feel like you still get a lot of good development for the Jedi characters in this. And kind of TJ like was saying, this shows off what I feel like a Jedi should be. Like, you know, obviously it's, it, it can be a little exaggerated. Like, Very okay, much that's exaggerated really, really sometimes. powerful. Like Mace Windu taking same, on an entire army single-handedly. Yeah. And, and not just like a couple, but, but like, like tens of thousands that. of droids. You're like, <laughs> yeah, well, okay. That's the power of the but force. I, but, but I think at the same time, it shows like this is why people didn't want to mess with Jedi. Jedi are this powerful. Yes. And I feel like... A lot of times in the Clone Wars, you see Jedi getting wasted like every yeah, five seconds. Yeah, be they like, get their butts. Oh yeah, you're too. dead. Or even like I don't know, even like Revenge of the Sith when they all just get toasted well, by get Darth Sidious. That makes sense. But, but also just the clones, just like, clone. Ayla just shot in the back, or like, like Attack of the Clones yeah. too when they have the army of Jedi. It's like wait, all these Jedi couldn't take on a couple droids. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think the thing is like. The reason you beat the Jedi is you just, you constantly overwhelm them. Yeah. You throw so many forces at them that it's too much for them and they can't handle it all at once. But like, if you got like a group of like 50 guys, a Jedi should be able to wreck them pretty easily. That's what I think. But, but in saying that, I do love watching how powerful the Jedi are. Like, you know, like, and that's the thing I think, especially with the scenes with Mace Windu on Dantooine <laughs> and then Yoda on Ilum, like 
these are like the top two Jedi in the Jedi Order right That's now. That's true. They're the head of the council, and they're kind of like one and two. The Yoda being one, Mace being two. And so I think it makes a little more sense that you're like, oh, they could kind of take on an armor single-handedly because these are like some of the best Jedi in the entire galaxy right yeah. now, you know? It's a little extra, uh, but I think, and that's one of the things I like about it, though, is how much they use the Force in 100%. it. 100%. Because, like, yes. we never see, like, in Clone Wars or really in, <laughs> in any, any Star, Star Wars, Wars it's like... Except, like, the Old Republic. The Republic it's like people using the Force uh, to fight with, you know? And you see that a ton from, especially Yoda... Um, like mm-hmm. he's not jumping around like he is versus Count Dooku. He's, he destroys like hundreds of thousands of droids, just, you know, forcing ships together and things like that. Mm-hmm. And he only pulls out his lightsaber when he needs to. And Mace does, you know, the force punches and all these mm-hmm. stuff. Like it's just a lot cooler. Mm-hmm. And to me, maybe like in some ways, I think that's something about like the difference between masters and knights, you know, it's like the masters mm-hmm. know how to use the force and they realize that the force is the most powerful thing, not mm-hmm. your lightsaber. Yeah. And yeah, I just as a comment on that as well, because that was something I noticed again, like just adding on to that. It's like the what makes you a Jedi isn't a lightsaber or being able to swing your lightsaber very well. It's Otherwise, using your Finn force powers. Otherwise, Finn would have been a lightsaber <laughs> Jedi. <laughs> but, or uh, or, or Ray. Or Ray. <laughs> <laughs> they do use force heal in that. We'll give them that. <laughs> yeah. But I just feel like the first thing that they usually do with Jedi or Sith is they use a force power. The first thing they do is don't pull, they don't pull out their lightsaber. They're just like, I'm going to use the force power on you is that's because that makes it different from you. And that's what makes me most powerful. Mm-hmm. I think a really great example of this is when we first see Asajj, Asajj Ventress in this. Mm-hmm. You know, Count Dooku's having the big arena be like, oh, I need an apprentice or someone to challenge uh, Anakin. And so it's, there's all these dudes duking it out. And then Ventress shows up. And she doesn't pull out her lightsabers until the giant dude comes. She literally uses Use, the force just to kill uses the all force. of the other guys mm-hmm. until that one giant dude comes with the giant. Uh, it's like know rock, what he has. like chain and rock is what yeah. he has. Chain and rock, yeah. I think that's a really good example of someone only using the force powers because it's like I don't even need a lightsaber to beat you because I have the force. And I think we get to see that throughout with all the Jedi and Sith throughout all of this is they use the first the force as the first thing they do, and they just use their force powers in battle all the time, like. I don't understand why people just don't use force push. More, you know? like, <laughs> seriously, like that's, I feel like that's the move I saw the most in this. They're just like, oh, here we go. There are guys coming at me, force push away. Or in all the battles, they always use force push in like even, the first three seconds. Even just like Mace Windu on Dantooine, you know, it's a little extra, but like, like when he just, he slides up to like 10 droids and then he force crushes all their heads. So, mm-hmm. Or another time where he literally force disassembles a droid, a droid. and mm-hmm. sends all the parts. Like so many different ways that you could uh, fight that are much more effective than just hacking and slashing. I think uh, there's a, a line from Anakin in in the first um, the first Star Wars um, Phantom Menace, right? Or when he's Annie, right? He's he's talking to you know Qui Gon. He's like, uh, well, well, and Qui Gon's like, well, maybe I killed the Jedi. And took it from <laughs> talking about this, the lightsaber. I saw your laser sword, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, ah, that's not true. No one can kill a Jedi, right? Because that is the mindset I think that most people around the galaxy had is, mm-hmm. oh, no one can kill a Jedi. And I don't know mm-hmm. if they they really lived up to that um, in any of the movies. Like like we said, they were they were often not even not the clones, but some of the Jedi were like Bantha mm-hmm. Fada. You're like, really? Like. Like, that's it like an episode two you, you trained your entire life and 
you get wasted in one second. But it's yeah. like that one. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I like to say it every time. It's in episode two in the arena. Like the, it shows like they shoot this giant uh, ray gun thing and, and the guy literally jumped. jumps into it. And <laughs> like, dude, dude you've really you never doing? been out of the temple, have you? Have you never used force <laughs> jump <Yeah>. before? <laughs> He's like, oh, crap. <laughs> but, ah. so, but I mean, yeah, and he did but, learn his lesson by the end, though, remember, in episode four. The ability to destroy a planet is insignificant compared to the power of the force. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I I wish they'd done that more. I wish they'd Mm -hmm. um, brought in the the power of the force Mm -hmm. into it a little more. Not so much so like they did in these 2D versions, but just (laughs) more. Give us us the Old Republic trailer force combo with the lightsabers. Because Mm -hmm. I'll I'll be the first to mention, as much as I love the, the force... I want to see fantastic lightsaber duels. Right, that's what I want to see when yeah. I watch Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, and but you can force us infuse, but you can that. make those duels yes. with the force exactly. Mm-hmm. But just commenting off of that, I like uh, also like that's the other thing. Like, oh, no one can kill a Jedi. They have that mindset. And I also really like in this how calm all the Jedi are. Like, you never see a Jedi freaking out like, oh, I don't got this. Like, except I do like once. how they're all except calm. In except, the except, except in the end. Except, except Shaggy. Except Shaggy it. Jedi. But, but even some of those other character Jedi <laughs> comments, scared? they were, I think those yeah. were uh, out of character of the Jedi, but they were just well, trying to uh, hype up General well, Grievous. Yeah. Yes. I, I think that scene makes a little more sense, but I think for the most part, all of the Jedi are like very calm and collected and you never see them out of control except at the very end with Grievous. But I think that also stands as a testament. It's like, yeah, you don't have any, you don't get treated as like a normal child and have any emotions unless you're Anakin. And so it's like, you don't have any fear because you're just like, I'm a Jedi. I got this. And that's something that I like seeing in this 2D, uh, 2D clone. And if we're going to jump on that bandwagon now, I love General Grievous in this. I think it's because in my mind, when I think of General Grievous, I think of the 2D version because in episode yes. three, he's weak. He doesn't do anything. He just w- walks mm-hmm. around coughing all the time. Like he looks like he's super cool and bad, but then he's just not. Mm-hmm. And then even in the Clone Wars, like the 3D version, he's, he's the same they, way. He's just kind of eh, jumping around. Like all he does is escape. You know, he never he never fights. Mm-hmm. He do, and the, a couple of the times that he fights, it's okay. It's like, well, why mm-hmm. don't you fight more? Right. But he yeah. he really likes it's, to play low key and run all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think I, I, I go think, for it. Oh, no, no, you well, go. Well, something I appreciate about it when they first introduced General Grievous, like at the end of the, the first episode, quote unquote, um, Volume, is that they yeah. say it's like never have we been bested by a droid. Like his strategy is flawless because they emphasize that, like, he's a general, not just because he's a really good fighter, but he, like, he, he has knows a strategy. how to fight. Yeah, he's uh, the literally the, the commander of the droid army, the entire droid army mm-hmm. across the galaxy that's fighting against the mm-hmm. Republic. And so it's super cool just to see. And then when you see him fight in action, and this is, this is something I also want to point out in the second episode, which makes it so clear, where Dooku's like, unless you have like fear, intimidation, and surprise on your side, you need to retreat. Why? Because General Grievous doesn't have the Force. So if he has mm-hmm. all those three elements, then he's able to handle the Jedi. But as soon as you get someone like Mace, who's not going to be feared, intimidated, like, or surprised, he just force crushes uh, the, the mm-hmm. chest and easily bests him, which is like, which is what would happen against a Jedi master like Mace. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think this uh, adaptation of General Grievous should be the definitive adaptation because they introduce him like with the fear, like all these Jedi are kind of freaking out about him. And then when you first see him, he's, he's kind of like, he's kind of like chaotic almost mm-hmm. like, how is he doing this? And yes, he doesn't have the force, but is he, if he has those other three things, fear, intimidation, and surprise, 
then it makes up for the lack of force because he's also he's just so crazy fast in this which i feel like in all the other adaptations of general grievous they make him like this huge hulking droid that like clunky very slow or like yeah, he's very clunky, but in this, he has, like, I feel like speed and finesse. Well, it's like, and he's, yeah, he's very specific in what he does. When he does all, like, I love, like, you know, when he's dueling with Count Dooku, he's like, stop using the standard attacks. Use the unorthodox. And so he just, like, uses flips his onto feet. his hand, uses his feet, spins. Like, he's so cool in this. I love it. I think, too, um, if you have uh, some someone who was uh, a human or some sort of alien, which General Grievous was previously, mm-hmm. and then uh, mm-hmm. Sidious actually ordered someone to attack a ship so that they could build him into this, you know, general that's more, more droid than, more than machine man. Than man. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, they were probably putting in a lot of effort to, to make this uh, droid body for him uh, as good as it can be. Right. Peak. And if it, mm-hmm. it, in, in the episode three and in the clone wars, he has that kind of clunky body, but you're like, wait, if you guys have all these resources and everything, why not make him awesome and, and be able to do things that a normal human or droid aren't normally capable of doing? And that's mm-hmm. what they did in this 2D version. Um, and yeah, mm-hmm. they just made him very sleek and agile. And I mean, he's got freaking four arms for goodness sake. Yeah. Like he's got four lightsabers. Mm-hmm. Like he should be able to to do so much and fight whoever he wants and and win almost mm-hmm. all the time just because he has four blades as opposed to, to one. Right. Um, and so, yeah, just in, in the third episode when he really doesn't fight Kenobi that, that much yeah, Kenobi exactly. easily beats him. it's like okay that's a little far-fetched mm-hmm. or yeah mm-hmm. so I, I was I'm very happy with this General Grievous I think some of the the hype around it uh, the two like the super scared Jedi I think that's a little uh, not super consistent with what the Jedi would actually mm-hmm. do um but yeah Grievous was very cool uh in this for sure and I also think his voice is just so much better in this than yeah. any other version. Yeah, more, int- more intimidating. It's, just, it's intimidating and it's focusing on that fear rather than just like, you could, also say, you could almost say he's very comical in Clone Wars in yeah. episode yeah, three. Yeah, lucky like they want you alive. <laughs> like he, he's like, uh, it feels like he has a, lo- a little bit of humor in him where in this he is just like cold and stealthy mm-hmm. and just is like, it's like, I'm about to kill that's you. How, that's like, how, say your last that's words. That's how the general of the droid army should, should be. be. And it, literally, they would always mention it. They're like, well, if we capture General Grievous, the war's over. Right? They're not like... <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you see him and you're like, we the, have to worry about this guy? They're not like, well, if we capture Count Dooku, the war's over. It's mm-hmm. like, or if we, we figure out whoever behind is behind this war from the beginning, the Sith, the war's over. No, it's always mm-hmm. the focus on General Grievous because mm-hmm. he's the one mm-hmm. leading all of the battles, right? And if they don't mm-hmm. have that that strategist then it's like well what the, what do they do that the clones should be able to to overtake uh, all the droids mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. and i think i mean you don't i wouldn't say so general grievous i would say is the primary villain of the second episode for sure yeah in the first episode mm-hmm. i say the kind of primary villain it's more of like a, a compilation but like it's probably assage assage and a yes. little bit of dirge mm-hmm. oh and dirge that's yes. right i forget the dirge kids. and that's great because i'm it shows that uh, they did their homework, the people making this, because Asajj and Dirge are, like, Com- inseparable in the Legends comics. Yeah, they're tied together. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you can't have <laughs> neither is one without the other. And I wish, I mean, it, it was a bummer to see. This is really the only time that we've seen Dirge um, on the screen. Right. Obviously, we've seen him in mm-hmm. comics. I would love to see Dirge more um, on yeah. the big screen, just because he, he's a thousand-year-old bounty hunter, he can he can mm-hmm. live he doesn't live like a normal human or alien mm-hmm. right if you you cut him open you stab him he he's still fine right he's just kind of like a wolverine character he can kind of quote regenerate mm-hmm. and then he has all these different 
uh, trinkets, not even trinkets, but different uh, different weapons uh, that he can use, like kind of like an ultimate mm-hmm. Boba Fett or Jango Fett. Right. He's got even more yeah. more toys than them. It's like, man, this guy's this guy's a bad dude, bad bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. Like, want to see mm-hmm. more of him. Uh, on the big screen yeah. cool to see him uh, on this 2d and some of the stuff that he did um but i'm like oh you died pretty quickly at the same time right yeah I, I think he's a character that has he's a cool character that has a lot of potential but he's only really been used uh, used really that much in the comics because they kind of keep him mute in this mm-hmm. which in the comics he's very very talkative and he has a lot more of a personality mm-hmm. he's a lot more behind him but it was still very cool to see him but uh that's something i wanted to point out in the comics when uh he fights one of the ARC troopers. He's like, yeah. oh, I heard about the guy you were cloned off of. He's like, uh, he, they said he was like the best hunt, bounty hunter in the mm-hmm. galaxy. He's like, lucky I wasn't around for that. Right. And yeah. so it's, it's very interesting that to dynamic, see. That dynamic, because uh, he hates the clones, because they're like, you're not, he's, you're not better than me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because he is like, he is He's the of, best bounty hunter around. He, mm-hmm. he is the best bounty hunter, and I think he could kill, he can take on the most yeah. Jedi and still walk mm-hmm. away. Exactly. Similar to Jango in, in at least the comics as well. At least, yeah, at least the mm-hmm. comics. But I feel like, yeah. Dirge has the size Dirge has the size. Yeah. Dirge, Dirge definitely like win between Jango and, and, and he could take on, I feel like, multiple Jedi. Like, there could be three Jedi that at were once. fighting him, and he's like, mm-hmm. all right. And that I, I like that, that dynamic because it just shows, hey, there's another really big bad guy that can hold his own. You got, uh, you could have a dirge, you could have a general grievous or a sauce of interest. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, you can't <laughs> kind of going back. You, you have, uh, these, all these wimpy Jedi that die at the hand of, uh, just a and, battle and, droid. And, and, yeah. Any battle droid. You're like, <laughs> mm-hmm. okay, well, what's the point? Why do we need a dirge or an awesome general grievous when these one battle droids are, are whooping some of the Jedi. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, ha- have it be a little more consistent there. Make the Jedi more powerful. Um, and, and not like invincible, but super high caliber level. And then you can include some of these awesome, uh, ultimate general Grievous, uh, dirge and Asajj Ventress. And, and really mm-hmm. you can de- develop those characters more, um, at least from an action standpoint. All right. Cause you can still have Jedi mm-hmm. getting overwhelmed at points too. Like there it, is a limit, but like, like they just need to be yeah. stronger. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I want to talk about, but, uh, about the arc troopers as well. Yes. Though. They are. Yes. They're so good in the first one and I love them. Um, mm-hmm. And I love them at the beginning of the second one, too. And I wish, you know, we saw more of them in the second mm-hmm. one. But so the Arc Troopers, just for a bit of context, are basically like commandos. You you would say they're the best like, of the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would. But, but specifically, they're clones not designed to follow orders. They're clones designed to think for themselves and to basically, they're basically... Well, I guess similar to the Bad Batch, instead of having to, to defects the or mutations, mutations mm-hmm. defects to be different, they're specifically designed to be like, I want you to think and be able to problem mm-hmm. solve. And so that what makes them the best out of all the clones is they can think actively for themselves and kind of have their own personalities in a way. But it's like that was, I think, the big difference is they're, they're able to think for themselves, being like, we're going to do this and we don't have to follow order. And it's just so cool. I mean, in the first episode, they're just running around, blowing up everything, infiltrating the like the city mm-hmm. and like, you know, doing all these undercover kind of objectives, which you didn't think they could do. But then I love it in the second one where they all, where they show up to save Kadai Mundi and they all just pull out all the mm-hmm. big guns and they look so cool. They look sweet. Um, yes, And it's too do. bad because you're like, you know, as good as they are, they still can't take General Grievous though. Like they can't take a lightsaber, yeah, but, but it's still so cool when they come and stop him yeah, basically. They, they literally have like a minigun, uh, a rocket launcher, and then like another like giant semi-minigun yeah. all shooting at Grievous. I love how they just... They don't hesitate at all, 
Like they go, like when even they, their ship crashes on yeah, the first, just, yeah, the just first volume. Very like, calm. Just get up and get out. It's like, okay, let's, let's cover this position. Like, we got this. Too bad. Uh-huh. We, saw, we saw this but coming. I just love how... <laughs> It was just, I just love how many times they pull out the rocket launcher. Cause like when yeah. Dirge comes in again, they just it's literally, like, they don't stop shooting. Rockets. And then they're just like, that's all you have rockets, sir. Are you kidding me? We're out of rockets <laughs> like, right now? Mm-hmm. It's super, but I do love but it. Yeah, I do just, have to say, I love this one scene. I like this, is, it, it's probably my favorite part actually in all of it. So it's the very beginning of the second one. They come through to say, mm-hmm. could I moon day? Mm-hmm. Who's the last Jedi of this army fighting General Grievous. But then they they enter the building and then the, the cool music starts. Their music like da dun da dun da dun dun, and then yes. but then it gets mm-hmm. like more intense and like it gets like I don't even know how. But then he's like you on the left, like there's one in the rafters, save that one. One in the rebel, everybody else with me. And then they run through and then it shows like General Grievous and Kidaimunde fighting. And then it's just one second pause as General Grievous looks at them. They look at him and then they all start shooting. Yeah. And it's just so uh, I can't describe it well enough. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. See. I think my favorite part of the, the arc troopers is I, I do love that, but it's it's a, a pretty pretty popular meme out there, right? But it's when it's the red the the old the ultimate arc trooper, the leader arc trooper is on Coruscant. And he's like, mm-hmm. we're being overrun. We're being overrun. And then oh, all yeah. of a sudden all these droids come and he's just like, ah, and he's going crazy and just wipes them, all, wipes them all out. And even though they're still coming, uh, it's like, okay, that is an arc trooper. And that is mm-hmm. the baddest of the bad, the number one clone. And he's like, all right, I'm going to town. He, he's basically like, he's very Django Fett-esque, mm-hmm. um, a little more mm-hmm. military style, obviously, because uh, he is a, a clone. But um, yeah, that's what I. That that's is what a I really love. cool scene. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I do love. Uh, I also love their their gunship that they have. Very yeah, cool. really specialized gunship. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they do kind of. I think there's some of that in in the Clone Wars, where it's like there's different painted painted ships and whatnot to um, individualize them a little bit more, and and you just kind of get a, a different artistic and creative feel with the ships. Um, that lends to the to the clones and and their uh, their personalities as well. I wish in the Clone Wars though they had done s- not exactly what they did with these arc troopers, um, but have them mm-hmm. be be a little more similar, yeah, right? Because right. I feel like the mm-hmm. arc troopers in the Clone Wars like they were okay, but they weren't but, all world, right? No. And, and even like the leaders, you have uh, Rex and and Cody, who, who echoes and five, yeah, like they're they're leaders of these. Uh, of these battalions right and they're good but they're not but on they're that not, level but they're still not on the mm-hmm. level that i wanted them to be at because mm-hmm. I, I think it was because more it was like for in clone wars 3d it was like a build-up where they started as regular troopers and then just through their experience they became yes. quote-unquote arc yes. troopers where in this they're specifically they're bred, bred to be to be arc troopers and i think that's where the difference is and so like one is a little more like a human experience where you learn to grow along the way Whereas the other one is like, no, this is what you were made for. And so that kind of where you see that difference of one that's a lot more kind of cooler, calm and collected and like does everything with super precision versus the other one where they're a lot more human and they make mistakes and make decisions. And so it's just like one's a little mm-hmm. more individualized while the other one's more of a group setting. But the arc troopers in this are just yeah, super they're, cool. They're, they're awesome. super awesome. They really are. And I think you could have done in, in that Clone Wars, you could have done... Yeah, a group of clones that really just were um, battle tested and, and gained a lot of experience and, and have them be their own unit. Right. But then I think you also could have just had this arc trooper unit that was right. kind of bred for the thing that they're supposed to do. And that's different from the mm-hmm. Bad Batch where they have the quote mutations that right. make them specifically good at one mm-hmm. thing. But then you and then you also have like the, the spy unit. Um, the uh, oh, the shoot. What am I? I'm, I'm what's the video game? Clone? Uh, Republic Commando. Republic Commando. Mm-hmm. Um, 
where you have those clones where they they show them just briefly once in in the clone wars right um and it's like yeah. oh man well those clones are, are are so sick too and they're different from the bad batch but they also have they're like there's mm-hmm. they're more infiltrative not necessarily and they're battle. also different from the arc trooper it's yeah, yeah. so they you could have yeah. these different um, classes yeah different groups of clones mm-hmm. um that i think you could have capitalized on where i'm glad we are getting um bad batch uh but uh yeah i think there's stuff that you could have done there that would have really been loved by the fans that is true mm-hmm. i'll say this for and there's some um, there's great lightsaber action in this as well like yeah. like Consistent. Already, we already talked about general grievous but then we also have anakin's battle with assage which, which is, is great honestly which fantastic. is very good mm-hmm. so much very fun. good it's amazing um and then i'm trying and then but i think my favorite though is the is Grievous chasing uh, Shakti and the other two Jedi throughout? And, yeah, Coruscant, mm-hmm. especially with, with the bodyguard showing, like that yeah. scene where they're walking through the shadow. Yeah, and the bo- yeah, the magnum magnum yeah, guards. guards. Yeah, the guards show up for the first time. That's when you when you first see them. You're like, oh, who are these guys? So uh, there is mm-hmm. really just yeah, great action sequences uh, with with lightsabers and where they include the Force as well. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just gonna say about the the chase scene in Volume Two with Shakti. Um, I really like also the Authorian dude. I thought that was very yeah. super cool. Yeah, like, wow, they, like they actually bring in aliens here and have them, you know, have cool powers. I thought it was great. Yeah, I was digging mm-hmm. that big time. But I also, I, I do, I think, I, I, I do, I think they do have a good character progression and show character development with Anakin yeah, throughout they do this. with Anakin. Because when you kind of see him first in episode two, they're, everyone is like against Anakin or like all the Jedi. Are like, I am oh, the Anakin, best pilot in the, in the Jedi or whatever <laughs> yeah, he says. His voice is extremely whiny Chance in this the Palpatine sees it. <laughs> I don't know why I can paddle on. He's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, but then just like to see his progression of when he fights Ventress, you know, to kind of be like, I was a trap. I was an idiot, even though I won. I kind of see him progress more when he becomes a knight. He kind of takes on a little more responsibility and a little more maturity. Because I think that's something that Obi-Wan says it very well. It's like, it's never been about your abilities. It's just been right. about your maturity that everyone <laughs> thinks is an idiot. But we also get to see him and Obi-Wan grow, you know, closer together when after he becomes a knight and they just go everywhere in the outer rim together because they, they, they serve together. I think that's really interesting. But then also just in volume two, when he goes to uh, that, that planet and kind of sees the vision of himself becoming Vader, I thought that was kind of interesting to be like, you know, this is the, they talked about trials, yeah. like, oh, Anakin's never experienced the, the, the ritual trials that the Jedi go through, but his trials have the been, war. you know, the things that happen mm-hmm. in the war. And so this, going to this last planet, and opens like, yeah, it's the force that brought us here. It's the trial of looking within himself and his heart yeah, that- to see, like, what's going to be of my future. Because you get to see him a couple of times throughout this, given to his rage and yeah, he kills anger people. at the, when he, like ke- when he kills Ventress, <laughs> like, he kills Asajj, but then also when he kills the, the, the uh, I can't, what, what the guys what, with the... The, the, the techno, techno union. union. The techno union. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember their race, but when he murders all of them, like he's in full rage mode. You I will know? say this though, like that that side plot is so boring comparatively. Yeah, it like, is kind of boring. I, I, I gl- I'm glad like Anakin has that character development. I really like his vision, but just the rest of the time, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like, man, you had this really cool thing in the first one where you're taking the city and then fighting Asajj, and now you're just kind of like sneaking around mm-hmm. while Coruscant's under attack. I mean, it, yeah. it, 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 it works for the story, but I'm, I'm still kind of bored by mm-hmm. it. Yeah, but I, I think it is good character progression for this Anakin. Is true. And he, and he blows out, his arm gets blown off, the, the one that he the lost again. Yeah, yeah. That one. <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> it's a two for two there. Yeah, I will say that. And I, I wish they could have shown that a little bit. I think, 
I think which one does it best? It's the Clone Wars comic book Legends, I think shows how Anakin and Obi-Wan actually become friends the best. Like this one, it kind of is just like, mm-hmm. it's just they're not super great friends and then they and become the, friends. And then they become friends as their knights and you, they kind of have to assume it along the way. But at least in Clone Wars, we need to do mm-hmm. an episode on that. Like in Clone Wars Legends, like and er, Obi-Wan makes like an active choice where it's like, you're my Padawan. I'm going to start trusting you more and like be friends. And, and it, it's really cool, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we... I yeah. think have we covered yeah. all that we that we've needed for this Clone <laughs> Wars? Is there is there any parts we can mention? Yeah, Kit Fisto in the water battle. That there's, was great. Oh there's, yeah, the, the water there's battle. There's online sick. video games um, you could play for that. That was a lot of fun. There was this where you could be Kit Fisto and you were like swimming through and had to fight things. And then you had to. Fight. It was good. Also, I remember I, that. Also, there's some different uh, machinery that they include in the Clone Wars. Where like in that underwater underwater battle, they have that giant thing that shoots lasers that can basically blow up a starship that's underwater right, right. right they have uh and, mm-hmm. and they have uh they have different droids as well that they like those like weird like yeah, uh, yeah. turning droids i don't even yeah, know different types of droids and then you see clones in the water you see clones in space that are just mm-hmm. fighting not necessarily in, on ships yeah. but um, in ships as fighters it, but yeah. that was, I, I was gonna bring up that space scene i thought where, where, where it's like you know it's a cc cc 10 yeah I think that's something how you too. say his name he like he takes a squadron, they leave the planet, and then you see him go into space, and you're like, "Oh, this battle's even bigger in mm-hmm. space." And then they just go. I, I don't know. I think it's so yeah, sick when, he when flies he's just like, "Prepare to board," and then they just jump from ship to ship yep. and fight. Like that's just another cool action. And it's sequence. just cl- this. I think is a big thing about the two D. I feel like they thought through it a lot more. Like, how can we make this entertaining? Like, what if like the action very entertaining? I think in the rest of a lot of Star Wars, especially the 3D Clone Wars, it's just very formulaic of like how they fight. Like mm-hmm. there's, no, yeah. mm-hmm. there's no strategy or new ways. But in this, they really came up with different like clever ways of beating the enemy, which yeah, very, I appreciate. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't think I have anything yeah, else to say. Except uh, uh, Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan is always making like dad jokes, <laughs> I feel like all the time. <laughs> he's just like after he kills dirt, he's like, it looks like I've cursed quite a mess of time. Yes, sir. Yeah, exactly. And the actor's like, yes, sir. It's like, that's, that's not one of ours. No, sir. That was Anakin. <laughs> yes, General. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good time. Yeah. But um, shall we move into the our ratings? Yeah. Then? Uh, so remember, I'm trying to be a little more strict. Um, uh, the kid in me gives it an 8.5, just like, like when my kids are 9 and 10, I'm going to show them this and they are going to be blown out of their minds and they're going to love it because any like young kid ages 8 through 12 <laughs> yeah. is going to love this um, from a completely mm-hmm. trying to be objective standpoint, probably like a 7.5. Still really good, like extremely entertaining even mm-hmm. as an adult, but you know, maybe it's a little too extra in some ways, not enough character development. Um, but I would still recommend to any true Star Wars fan. Yeah, I'm going to mm-hmm. give it a 3.8, 3.9 stars. Yeah, just because you go into it, um, I think more so you just know what you're getting. And you're like, hey, I know it's not going to be the best character development ever. It's 2D. There's going to be a lot of action sequences. It's not going to be story arcs. But you know what you're getting, and it's enjoyable. So, uh, yeah, I would say a 3.9 stars. For me, it'll be a little higher. I'm going to go with the, a need to watch. Not oh, a have wow, to watch, second from the top. To watch. <laughs> because, because when just watching it, I was just... Obviously, I have nostalgia for it, but just looking at it from an adult's perspective, I, I really like a lot of the ideas mm-hmm. that they, they do in this. I think it's very interesting and unique. I feel like they play a lot more to the Jedi and help flesh out just the Jedi as a whole better. I think they played with some characters in some interesting ways that I liked with just the clones in general, even though they don't have individuality. 
there was just a lot of things in here that I liked that I kind of wish kept going on in, in the future in Star Wars. But I think just as a Star Wars fan, like this is like, it doesn't matter what kind of Star Wars fans you are. You're going to love mm-hmm. this because I think it's super mm-hmm. interesting. Even if you're not a huge Star Wars fan, like I think you can still find moments that are enjoyable and it's not super long. Like, yeah, it's really fast. Maybe an hour. Yeah. It's pretty fast and short. And so I think it's enjoyable whenever you see it. So that's why I'm going to give it a need to watch because I'm like, this is, it's great to watch. And I enjoyed myself the entire time because I'm like, this is just entertaining and on a deeper level, it added more than I remember yeah. to as a kid. And so I, I really I forgot how much it, it biased me and how I, towards like loving Star Wars and how much it biases me against the, the 3D Clone Wars where it, the <laughs> politics of it. I'm like, oh man, need a little bit more 2D here. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we should yeah. uh, play the quote Get once that more. Final one. Get the truck! There we have it. Uh, There's the quote again, and that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it so much. If you want a chance to get a shout out on this podcast, you can do that by following us on social media at Instagram and Twitter. That's at Quotes and Stuff Pod. Uh, if you DM us guessing the quote before we reveal it, we'll give you a shout out. If you want to reach out to the show, you can do that through email. That's at quotesandstuffpod at gmail.com with suggestions or answers to any of the, the questions we ask here on the podcast. Thank you guys again. Once, thank you guys once again for listening. We really do appreciate it. And we'll see you Goodbye. next time.